Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let me first do this reverse boycott. Uh, with the A's, I've been on this theme, and you know how I feel about it, 27,000, which is not really that big a deal. I mean, they had 27,000 against Tampa, and the uh, A's have won, uh, you know, roughly six, seven in a row. You'd think they'd do even a little better than that on a nice June night. But 27,000 last night showed up at the Alameda, that dump uh, right near the highway there, uh, where the Warriors fled, where the Raiders fled, and the, and the A's are now going to f- uh, f- uh, leave and get out, but they were upset last night. Tampa and Oakland played a good ball game. The A's won 2-1. They got a run in the eighth inning, but the fans were really more annoyed about the ownership scenario and basically telling John Fisher to sell the team and what a mess and you're, you've done a lousy job with this, to build your own ballpark, all those things that you'd expect a disgruntled fan base, no matter how small it might be. And at times, the A's fan base has been pretty good. I mean, they did have 54,000 against Tampa in a wild card game there a few years ago uh, in the Bash Brother day of Conseco and McGuire. You know, they drew not quite. They won three pennants in a row, but they drew close to three million, which is very, very respectable and very good. Uh, they were bad in the early 70s. They didn't draw well at all then when they won their three championships. And they've also had some scenarios even against Detroit in the playoffs about 10, 12 years ago uh, where, you know, maybe a little more than that now, 14 years ago where they didn't draw very well and they lost the fifth game to Detroit. Uh, maybe it was a little less than that, 10 years ago where they didn't do very well against Detroit. But the bottom line is that has never been a hotbed uh, for Major League Baseball. It's been a very good arena for the Warriors. It was an excellent football stadium uh, for the Raiders, but I always used to think that the A's were an afterthought. I always did. Remember, the Warriors got there before, obviously, the uh, uh, the A's did. The Raiders got there in 60, uh, and the Warriors got there in the early 60s, I believe. I'd have to look at the exact date. Remember, uh, they played in a couple championship rounds. Uh, Wilt played in one as a San Francisco Warrior when Philadelphia moved out there. And then, of course, uh, you know, uh, Russell and, uh, and then Wilt beat Goat San Francisco with Rick Barry and Nate Thurman when he went back to Philadelphia. So they've had an NBA team for a while. They won an NBA championship for the first time in 74-75 with Rick Barry and uh, Keith Wilkes as a rookie. Uh, But for the most part, uh, you know, the A's have been the third wheel in town. We all know about the Raiders. The A's have been the third wheel in town. And, you know, uh, they have had a good amount of success. It's not like this team hasn't been very good. I mean, Billy Bean, they did movies on him, for crying out loud, with Moneyball and wrote best-selling books about them and about the uh, the way the franchise went about doing things. Now, I've always thought that Bean's gotten way, way too much credit uh, for the success of the A's, which did not include success in postseason play. It, it included a lot of regular season success. Uh, and, but, you know, remember, he had Mulder, Hudson, and Zito, and two of those guys were very high draft picks, and he had a very, very good, deep pitching staff, not to mention Giambi and 
Tejada, who were also a big player. So I always thought that the Lewis book and the movie was very overrated with the Moneyball theme. You know, the Scott Hattiebergs of the world, really? And they had a lot of good players who were high draft picks, Giambi and the five I just mentioned. Uh, but the bottom line is the A's were, you know, for their market size and playing second fiddle to the Giants across the bay in a beautiful ballpark, I thought for the most part were, you know, you know had a nice little niche. Um, now, uh, and uh, the owner bought, the current owner bought the team in 2005. And, uh, you know, they have been in a situation where they have been very competitive in the last 17 years. The last two years, notwithstanding, where they've been bad. But they've been very competitive in the last 15, 17 years. Nary a playoff uh, conquest. They won that one series against the White Sox in the pandemic. I can't even count that based on the idea there were no fans. Uh, and it didn't last long. Houston beat them in the next round. Uh, at a neutral site. But, uh, I mean, from the standpoint of, uh, you know, what that new owner has done, John Fisher, uh, you know, they would, they did a decent job. Uh, they were competitive. Now, the stadium is a disaster. They Nobody wants to play in that part of the uh, – they don't want to play in that part of Oakland. Uh, the Warriors didn't. They bailed into downtown San Francisco. And the A's, seeing the Giants across the street, or across the bay in, you know, it's sort of a downtown bayfront facility, kind of wanted the same thing. And they did not want to rebuild or refurbish the Oakland Alameda Coliseum. And I, I can't blame them. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be there either. I mean, I, if I'm going to get a new ballpark for just me, I want it in a scenario where I can sort of capitalize on the infrastructure that's already there. And I can, you know, have a little nightlife around it. And, you know, we can have a, you know, a 35,000 seat facility. You can walk to the or stadium and all those things. And we all know you can't build stadiums right now in California. Cranky, when he built SoFi, he did it with his own money. And now you can say Cranky left uh, the state of Missouri and St. Louis high and dry, did a horrific job for that uh, community. And I'm sure they're not pleased that he's won all these championships. But as far as build, building that SoFi, that was all Cranky. He did it by his own, by his lonesome. So, uh, you know, you are not going to get anybody in, in public office helping you build a facility in that state. I mean, uh, let's face it, San Francisco, the Giants built their own ballpark. Um, I don't know what happened with Levi when they built that football stadium. Uh, I don't know who paid for that. But for the most part, you're not going to be able to build. you got to do it with private funds. And the A's needed some help and needed some environmental measures passed and, you know, needed some bureaucratic red tape cut to get that ballpark built in the Howard's Howard's uh, at Howard's end there, that pier. And they weren't able to do it. And so as a result, Oakland, which did not rebuild uh, and did not put any money into this uh, Alameda Coliseum, they did. They, they let the critters live. You know, they had possums in the walls. I mean, they had sewage issues and everything else. The city of Oakland did a lousy job on a stadium, but Fisher didn't do a good job with it either. And, you know, he almost barely made it hottable. You know, barely, uh, barely made it hottable. So from that standpoint, you know, uh, you know, everybody seems to think that he had his eyes somewhere else long away from Oakland for a long period of time. Now, listen, I am usually for the idea that no, municipal, no municipality should go out there and build a rich guy a stadium. All right. Now, uh, I have no problem with, uh, you know, let them build their own stadiums to make a fortune, spend the money better places. I, I am usually all for that. Now, in certain markets, they are so desperate to keep their teams. The Milwaukee Brewers in Milwaukee, Bud Seeley got that, of course, with the governor there. The uh, Vikings got that stadium built. 
um, because if they didn't, uh, you know, Ziggy Wolf and Mark Wolf, they would have bailed. They would have left. But the uh, governor built that stadium for him in Minnesota. I mean, uh, most football stadiums will get built. Uh, the Browns left Cleveland, and it took them about a week to get a, get started on a new stadium to get another get another team. So, uh, you know, most uh, mayors and governors and states and cities realize the value of the NFL. We got to figure out a way to keep our team here. We can't lose this team. They've seen the uh, mess that. Muldell put himself in when he bailed. They have a, a memory of O'Malley in Brooklyn, but the baseball's a little different. There's not as much love for the baseball as there is for the NFL. And despite the fact that the baseball facility is a facility that can be used more because it's 41 dates, uh, or I'm sorry, it's 81 dates uh, compared to, you know, eight or 10 dates. Uh, plus, you can use it for, you know, obviously outdoor concerts and everything else. You don't use indoor stadiums for concerts. You use outdoor stadiums for concerts. Indoor arenas for concerts, not indoor stadiums. So from that standpoint, most of your outdoor stadiums uh, that, uh, you know, have concerts outside of Taylor Swift uh, are done for, you know, Springsteen's not going to uh, U.S. Bank in Minnesota to play. He's going to Wrigley Field, Camden Yards, Citizens Bank, and those, Fenway, that's to the, well, he's not going to Fenway, he's actually going to Gillette, and he's going to MetLife. But for the most part, they use the stadiums, and the stadium can, you know, get enough dates to make it worthwhile. But, you know, Oakland, for whatever the reason, you know, didn't want to help him build the stadium, and if they did want to help him build the stadium, they wanted to do it on their own timeline, and and not on uh, Fisher's timeline. And Fisher didn't want to wait any longer. And he had Vegas waiting in, his, uh, waiting in the rearview mirror. And there are certain cities in America right now that are dying to get on a sports map. One of them is obviously Las Vegas. That's already got three teams or two teams. Uh, one of them is Nashville. That's got the one team that wants the baseball team. It's got the two teams. It's got the football too. But it wants the baseball team in the worst way. Charlotte's in that same mix. Salt Lake City is in that discussion. Montreal I'd love to have the baseball team back. And so as a result, if Fisher says, hold on now, if I can't get a stadium built in Oakland, if they're not going to help me with infrastructure and votes, environmental boards, and all the things that I need done here to build this new ballpark uh, at the terminal, well, then from that standpoint, I'm going to look around and see who else wants me. And in courtship scenarios, there's a lot of teams that want to court, or a lot of cities that want to court Oakland. And one of them was Vegas. That's not too far away. And the Raiders went there. And Vegas, you know, came up with $400 million of taxable money that the taxpayers are going to have to pay. But they have come up with, they haven't really passed it yet, but they're going to come up with about $400 million. It probably will be more than that. Probably be about a half a billion when it's all said and done. And Fisher will pay the rest to build themselves a brand new stadium a mile away from the Strip. And I'm sure Fisher will get a sweetheart deal as far as parking, concessions, and all those things are concerned. Hey, he had a he had he had a burden hand, and Oakland wouldn't go there, so he leaves. I don't know how in the world you blame Fisher. And the one thing that I would say for the Oakland sports fan, they have given you a good product. You can't sit there and say that Billy Bean and ownership groups, including Fisher, have not given you a good product. They've now listen. The last two years have been bad. You know they traded half the teams: Chapman, Olson, Manana. They've traded a lot of guys. 
I understand that. But for the most part, in the tenure of Fisher, and he bought the team in 05, and of Bean, who got there you know, five years before that, the team has been a relatively competitive team. They've been in the playoffs a lot. They haven't had a lot of success, but they've been in the postseason. They have had good regular years. And for the most part, that fan base has not supported them. And the city of Oakland not helped them. So they leave. So uh, I, to me, it's a, little, it's a little misguided aggression by the A's fans who want to go out there and kill the, and kill the owner. If you wanted, if really wanted to get that stadium built, you should have been marching down to the mayor's office and to uh, the the into Sacramento to get a facility done at the uh, at the terminal where they could have built a new stadium. You would have had the A's forever. They dilly dallied around. I do believe Oakland was serious about going into the terminal uh, down on the terminal there and, uh, near the pier, and obviously they did a very poor job of uh, being quick to the. F- pulse and making sure they got that done as quickly as possible and sort of get out of the red tape. They didn't do that at all. They wanted more committees and more this and more that. And eventually the A said to hold it. And I don't blame them. And normally I don't like, I don't like states, cities, municipalities building stadiums or arenas for rich owners. But if there's somebody else out there, meaning city, that will do so, and you decide not to do so, which is your right and probably the right call, if you lose your team, you lose your team. Simple as that. John Fisher does not want to sell his team. He bought the team. He doesn't want to sell it. All right? Selig made sure he got it. He doesn't want to sell it. He likes the team. So you want him to sell it so you can keep your team in that godforsaken facility in, in, at the Coliseum. No, 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 no. He doesn't have to do that. It's free country. And he's got Vegas building him a new stadium on a, with a team that has been competitive, that has been a competitive baseball team for a long period of time. Haven't spent a lot of money, but they've been competitive. You have nothing to complain about. The fans of Oakland. Nothing. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.